to Inside the Piranha Club and welcome to Las Vegas. I'm Rebecca Clancy. And I'm Ben Hunt. Who is currently and... grimacing at me <laughs> <laughs> as we kick uh... off our special preview of this weekend's Las Vegas Grand Prix. <laughs> and he's grimacing at me because we're both a bit grumpy because we're currently recording this at half two in the afternoon local time, uh, mm-hmm. having been awake for 24 hours to get here yep. and then we've just gone on a four-hour tour in 20 degree heat which had no, no water <laughs> even though we were walking around hospitality suites so it was farcical wasn't it they, they keep they're walking us around um these empty suites telling us how much the tickets cost like fifty thousand dollars for the weekend and all we wanted was just a glass of water. And then we got to right at the end of the tour and they're like, right, now we're going to go upstairs. <laughs> we went upstairs and there's this dude promoting his um, his his tequila of all things. Here, have a glass of tequila. And we're like, no, <laughs> have you got any water? <laughs> just absolutely snubbed his big, you know, his big sales pitch. And we're sitting there all drinking bottles of every am water rather than his tequila. So getting getting Vegas off onto the uh, the right note, um, yeah, bottles of water. We we didn't actually. Tequila. I mean, we were so thirsty. We didn't actually even um, drink the uh, tequila. And a question from our producer: No, it was alcoholic tequila, not Lewis Hamilton's Amave Garvey, whatever he's called it. Um, well, look, let's start with this weekend uh, and the big spectacle that it has being badged as, and mm. the almost impossible expectation that it cannot yep. live up to. You might argue. Um, a couple of the drivers, well, more than a few, have been quite critical. Max Verstappen said that it was more about the entertainment than the sport and that his plan was to get in and get out. Even yeah. Lewis Hamilton, who is uh, openly at least very positive most of the time about these sort of events, uh, has said he's going to be a bit of a wild weekend uh, and he's not sure what to expect. Uh, he's mentioned the traffic, which we'll come to, um, and that we should all go in with an open mind, which we which we are. But having just come off yeah. the back of this four-hour hospitality tour, effectively, um, we're a bit jaded. But uh, anyway, yeah, Ben, I mean, can, can yeah. this weekend live up to expectation? Um, I think for the people who are watching at home, at home it, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be that event where everyone wishes they were there it looks amazing um we've seen this a lot with the races in the middle east um at night they look spectacular and i think they'll definitely hit that that mark of wanting people to come next year and it'll be you know oh, it, let's just go for it whatever the cost and I, and i think that it will work from that point of view i think the people however who will be here um having just done the tour of the hospitality units and knowing how much that they're being charged i think that they may be leaving with a sense that maybe it wasn't value for money. Um, I'm obviously guessing here, I don't know what the race is going to be like, but it's an extraordinary amount of money, um, you know, $50,000 for the top end suite per person for three day ticket. It's a lot of money, but then you go down to the lower tiers and, and you're still looking at $1,000 for a three day ticket for a grandstand um, where you do get, we seem to think that it's endless no, no. food. It is endless is food. Right? That's what we were told. Endless food. Well, Every race and... ticket from general admission up to the very top ticket, you mm. get basically it's a buffet. Uh, yeah, it's man, man versus food. Um, eat all you can, um, like proper challenge, um, and unlimited water. Is that Soft right? Soft drinks. Soft drinks as well. But, Hospitality, um, free booze, but if you're just um, grandstand general admission, then you get soft drinks. Mm. But, of course, it's not really for those fans is it there's a small number of those it's more about the top end and and as i say i think that's where you know 
it could work. It, it may work. It might not. And I think that's what the problem that um, Miami had in its first year was really trying to appeal to those high rollers. Um, and of course, it's difficult doing it here in Vegas, which does events so well. They, they, they almost can't afford to have any slip ups like they had in Miami. First year in Miami it was a bit of a disaster where they ran out of food um, and it was all a little bit um, I ran out of food chaotic. And it was on the first day. Yeah, so the difference being here is that they've used F1's um, catering company. So the theory is that, of course, they're going to be fairly fairly more organised. Well, I thought um, that was a sensible move. Yeah. Don't overcomplicate indeed. it. So, uh, look, I'm I'm really excited to see how it pans out. Um, it could be brilliant, and, and I think it will be great to watch. I think people, on, as I say, at home will absolutely love it. Um, you know, being on the ground, let's see, you know, we, we, we probably won't ever find out the, the real feeling anyway, we'll, you know, in terms of the high rollers. So, you know, I'm sure it will be positive all around. Right. Let's talk about the money. You've mentioned it. We touched on it briefly. So this is the first time F1 have ever been the promoter of their own race. Normally they have a local promoter on the ground who then pay F1 to host the race. F1 have this time gone ahead and they've got into bed with Clark County and the city and all the casinos and they are putting this event on themselves. They spent $240 million buying a 39-acre plot of land just off the Strip, and that is where they have built a 300,000-square-foot paddock building, permanent building, which mm. they are hoping will cement their future in the Sin City and will be racing there for a long time. They have obviously then had to spend a lot of money to build it. To They've had to pay for the streets because obviously we're going racing here, which you can quite easily forget that that's actually happening this weekend when you're here. Um, paving all of the roads to make sure that they, uh, you know, they're up to the standard of F1, and then everything out. There's a huge opening ceremony tonight with all of the names you can imagine, um, and a huge, huge amount of money has been put into this. Um, ben, you were touching on there. The yeah. most expensive, we think, um, is when the hotel have got packages for a million dollars, which gets twenty guests in over the weekend, uh, and that's all in food, drink. A view over turn one. If I'm completely honest, some tacky tables and chairs. I'm not entirely sure I'd be that impressed if it was me spending that kind of money, but I don't really know how much hospitality packages cost. Uh, that's not my world. Um, and then we went to another hospitality and there were $13,000 uh, mm. for a kind of fake casino. There is, there is a wedding chapel in the paddock. So anybody with a paddock pass who is so inclined... Uh, to have their 15 minutes of fame, can get married in the paddock. Uh, I do warn you, if you're going to do it, bring a fan because it is swelteringly hot in there. Uh, and it's also next to a casino, so you could get married and then gamble away your future, whichever room you're in, I suppose. Um, but it All win, all win, all win money for the honeymoon. Come on, well, you could be... Oh, yeah, you know. that's true. Um, it feels to me a very close merger of entertainment and sport and... As it stands at the moment, heading into the weekend, I think entertainment is winning out. Yeah, I think we've lost a lot of the sporting element, haven't we? Because um, the championship's done and dusted. So I do think that they will lean heavily on the entertainment factor. That's why we're here, um, you know, to try and entice new audience. And I think it, it probably lends itself to that. I don't think um, it's probably good that the championship's over, to be fair, because if they were <laughs> fighting for the title, I don't necessarily know if this curveball would be welcomed by the drivers so um yeah you know i think they're going for entertainment aren't they that that's that makes sense yeah i think so and the extortionate prices for tickets maybe suggest that they're not 
too concerned about the on-site attendance. Um, want to talk very quickly about the temperature because on this uh, tour, I can tell you now, it was very warm. It was very warm when we got in last night. The mm. threat of three degrees has not materialised and is not due to materialise this weekend. They're predicting 12 degrees for qualifying and 13 degrees, or sorry, 10 degrees, 11 degrees for the race. So not the worst conditions we've ever raced in. So not as bad as we were expecting. Mm. No, I think that's, you know, quite positive, isn't it? You know, we didn't want the the extreme cold and drivers complaining that they can't heat the tyres up. That said, they still might find a problem because it is colder than usual. Yeah, but we've raced in these kind of conditions before and we have testing in Barcelona in February and that's, I remember when it snowed. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. the cars weren't going around, but it was still pretty cold even when that was all sorted. So at least the um, at least the temperatures aren't going to be an issue. Um, it feels a bit odd talking about this in a really strange way, going back to the entertainment versus sport. Who does this track favour? <laughs> because it's quite a high-speed track. Let's talk about some sport, uh, shall we? It's a high-speed track. Um, the high-speed corners will all be taken flat out. There's a couple of chicanes, 90-degree uh, corners, um, which where they're hoping there'll be a bit of, bit of overtaking. Um, ben, you love the fact that it looks like an upside-down pig. Yeah, spider but, pig. But the racing might be okay. Might not, not, not awful, I would suggest. No, I think it, I think that's the thing. It's the second longest track on the calendar, second fastest track on the calendar as well. So, um, you know, in terms of spectacle, I mentioned it before about the, the you know, under the lights and everything, it's going to look good. And I think it's going to feel fast as well. It's kind of... For me, the circuit looks a little bit like Baku with that long straight. Yeah. Um, and we know that that turn one causes all sorts of problems. Um, so I'm, I'm anticipating something you know similar with this time. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, standing above turn one earlier, actually, I was a bit surprised at how tight that is. So that could be mm. quite interesting because we obviously see it with, um, obviously without the elevation change, but Austin, it reminded me of slightly, just you're almost coming back on yourself. And mm. so I think that could cause a few issues um, or incidents but but we shall see um do you have any idea what time zone we're currently on uh no i, I don't know what the time now is um what is it it's almost three o'clock um yeah it's, it's funny isn't it it's really knocked me i'm in a darkened hotel room so it doesn't help um, i was talking to a fellow actually i was talking to the tequila guy who you mentioned earlier and he has the best description i've heard he said we're just on nonsense time which well, yeah, um, about right which is about right. So we're obviously in Las Vegas, yeah. having come from the UK. But if you did Las Vegas time, you'd be in bed about eight hours earlier than you needed to be. The timings mm -hmm. work out about Australia, Japan time. Um, mm. And then for those of us lucky enough to be getting out on Sunday, not Ben, uh, then we have two days at home and then we're going off to Abu Dhabi. So um, it's all a bit of a yeah. mess. But it's really the thing I find the reason I'm mentioning timing is because nobody here on the ground has worked it out. Or has a I mean, it, it's very strange that the F1 rules do stipulate that the FIA press conference has to be, what, 23 hours before um, the first practice session or, or, or something like that. I can't remember what it is. So yeah. um, consequently, our first press conference is at half past nine at night when we've had all day of doing nothing apart from the media tour. Which is after um, the opening ceremony. I, I Yes. And I think that the uh, Haas duo are up at two o'clock local time, if you... Yeah. Um, if you fancy that, two in the morning, uh, the two drivers will be talking. So um, extraordinary timings. Um, you know, I do think that F1 asks a lot of us um, as travelling media. I, I don't believe that we are considered anymore. I think that back in the olden days, the media were considered more. 
obviously the fact that we've got a chapel in the paddock and a, a gambling place and yet no press room speaks volumes um this is my gripe it won't matter to anyone else other than people work in the media but i do feel that it's lost its way a little bit in the sense of oh they're only media they don't need to worry about it but of course the timings do matter to deadlines and everything across the um the world and it's just not helping anyone i understand the races you know late because they've got to get the road closed and get it all ready and everything but it's not doing anyone any favors putting this race on at 10 o'clock at night or half past 10 at night i guess you know the, the the comparison is with boxing they put the boxing uh, matches on around that sort of time um and i guess they're just thinking you know it kind of works for that and it'll work again but for anyone that watches boxing at home you know you know how difficult it is staying awake for those fights and invariably people do fall asleep and then watch it and catch up or, or whatever um and i do think that that's a danger that, that we could go down with this race um for local markets you know being on so, so late um of course for the uk what is it, 6 o'clock in the morning? 6 a.m., um, it's not the end of the world. Something like that. So people have got to get up for this one. So, mm. yeah. I don't, the thing I don't understand is, I saw a stat, 48% of the U.S., for them, the race starts at 1 a.m. So, mm. and then I become confused. Aren't we in Las Vegas because we're trying to break into the U.S. market and everyone is de desperate to build its fan base here? So I'm slightly confused on that one. That doesn't really make yeah. sense to me. And then, I mean, in Europe, you're only getting the diehard fans who are getting up at 6, 7 a.m. in the morning to watch the race, right? Yeah, and I, but as I said, I, I find it hard, this race, to understand if it's for fans or, or corporate profiling and businesses because there's not many affordable fan tickets. It's all or very much geared towards the high-end spend, you know, and, and corporate. So I think that's the difficult for me um, in terms of sporting, you know, entertainment um event it sits probably more towards the entertainment side um than the sporting side so is it really appealing to the the casual fan uh, you know that want to come and spend money i don't I, the thing is we don't really know do we until mm. you know we get the feedback um what it looked like on tv as i said before i think it will be spectacular and i think people will want to come um but those fans here will will they enjoy it uh, who knows i'm sure they will it has quite a similar vibe to Miami uh, last year, the inaugural race in Miami, which was heavily, heavily about partners, sponsors, doing mm. deals. The fans were paying four hundred plus dollar tickets for the weekend, which is just huge sums of money, but about a third of what they're paying here. Um, and and that didn't really feel like it was set up for the fans, like, you know, the fake harbor and all the kind of nonsense. I mean, this is far far tackier i mean if you haven't mm. seen the chapel in the paddock take a look and it's like full-on las vegas tacky fest they've gone all in on that one um but there is a real feeling that there's not it's not so much for the fans they're kind of great if they come and they're expecting a hundred thousand over the weekend um mm. but like for example we went to the sphere today which is a really cool building and i yep. hadn't actually realized that f1 had basically hired it for the weekend um which is a very sensible thing to do um and so that's going to be decorated in f1 sponsorship and there's going to be things during the race and during qualifying so i think there's the podium and all of that will be shown on it uh so really really cool stuff and there's a fan zone there where you can get as much food as you want um as long as you've got your heartburn with you as much food as you can isn't that isn't that the way they say as, you know, as, you, as, as, as much food as you can it's yeah, like I a challenge 
it's we said I, I always go to pharmacies when I'm in the US. I don't really know why, but anyway, there's always um, an aisle, isn't there, for laxatives and heartburn mm. tablets, and you kind of see any menu in a local restaurant, and you realise why. Um, and the fan zones are no different here. Um, so uh, I'm learning what s'mores were this morning. Um, but so that fan zone was cool, ran by the sphere. Yeah, the sphere. The sphere is a giant structure. It's the largest. Was it largest sphere um, in the world? Building in the world, yeah. And um, it's got loads of LEDs on the side, and you're able to, you know, light it up in any sort of way, like a moving um, billboard, basically. And they will project any anything on it. Um, and of course, yeah, as you mentioned, it'd been hired out by F1, so lots of messages, lots of car brands, lots of um, you know F1 teams, you know, putting their messages on it as well. So it's quite cool, actually. Yeah, I thought that that was probably the coolest thing we saw, although we didn't get to go in it, which was slightly uh, bizarre. Yeah. A 336 feet tall, is it? It's really impressive. Yeah, and it only I've... opened in September officially. And if you've yeah. seen you two are doing gigs there, it, it's really, really cool. And actually, I, they, although really interestingly, your man who is running it pretty much um, for the weekend was saying that they had talks with the drivers to uh, and F1 to make sure that they didn't use colours, which may... Mm distract them and become a safety issue and we yeah. pushed him on what the colors were but he wouldn't tell us so they have yeah because there was a worry that it could distract the drivers because the track goes right past the sphere and it's huge i mean you can see it from anywhere in las vegas and it's yeah, very anything, very anything bright red, red or green i would imagine or yeah. even yellow yeah um, so um yeah. they've had to work out which colors not to use on it which i thought was quite interesting as well mm. um but yeah i mean if there's a yellow flag it's probably quite a good idea but <laughs> or a red flag but there you go. Um, right. Yeah. No. I, I. I. You know. As I say, I think I'm cautiously optimistic going in. But um. You know. I. I. We saw still. You know. There was still so much to do, wasn't there? Um. Yeah. You know. There's still so much tidying going on, and um. Not enough chairs and tables, really, for you know, for the amount of people which they're expecting. No. And um, and remarkably, the paddock looked like it normally looks on a Thursday, which is fine because no one's ever in a paddock on a Thursday. It's just mm. us. We it's our media day normally. And Wednesday is obviously our media day here. The difference is they're having this opening ceremony and the opening ceremony is on the track. And so the entire paddock building is going to be full of hospitality suites mm. and it is not finished. There is mm. cling film on everything or, you know, that plastic wrap that they put on things. The bars aren't stocked. It. I, I have no idea how they're going to get it finished in the next few hours because, I mean, we're talking sort of three hours before guests start mm. arriving in the hospitality suites who, as we were saying, have paid, you know, up to $50,000 for these tickets. Um, so I was a bit surprised when we had our tour earlier just how far behind it seemed. Mm. Good news, though. Driver, um, driver uh, introductions are back. Ah, <laughs> your favourite part yep. of the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that should be entertaining. Well, at least people know who the drivers are. I actually quite like that. I think that's a good idea. I agree. I always if you're trying to break a market, I think you should introduce the drivers to them and make sure, you know, this is who you've seen on Netflix. This is them in real life. I like that. Yeah, yeah no, but I the, agree. I've been... It's the practice that's hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I've, I've always thought that's a good idea um, for drivers to, sorry, for fans to actually get to see what the drivers look like um, properly, um, you know, and, and, and give them a little bit of profile. I think that's that's a good thing. Arguably, should do it at every race. I'm not sure why yeah. the American races get um, preference on that one, but no, I think you know, I think they should be done at all, all races rather than do. I don't mind the drivers parade. I think that's pretty cool, but um, I do think the intros are good. Yeah, just do it all. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't 
the cherry pick, I suppose, as it were. Um, right. I feel like we've been quite negative, but actually it is great to be in Vegas. It's my first time. Um, I still haven't seen the strip having been here for, I don't know, I'm, I think it's Wednesday, however many hours I've been here. Um, it should be good. It will look absolutely incredible. The pit building is very impressive. They built it in 12 months, although I, I think in Vegas, that's pretty standard. Um, they throw up casinos pretty quickly. I think, um, yeah, look, I, 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 yeah I, I don't think we are being negative. I think that, you know, that it's the detachment from the sporting to the entertainment side. I think that yeah. we, we, we kind of struggle to, um, to, to, to get our heads around at the moment. But I do think from a, a logistical and operational um, perspective, what Formula One has done has been very impressive to, to get mm -hmm. this off the ground. Um, you know, so much opposition, um, so much required um, from the local authorities to to get, you know, approved and underway, you know, closing off all the roads. It's a really big effort and it really does need to be successful because yeah. you're also asking a lot of people, um, local people, to put up with this sort of thing every year. The building of the grandstands and, you know, covering up their landmarks, which they're all very unhappy about, um, you know, in other street circuits, we see it in Singapore, we see it in Monaco. It's become part of life you know monaco's always had the, the grand prix for forever forever and ever singapore you know they, they tolerate it because they know how much money it brings into the local community and i think that that is kind of the message that formula one needs to start leaning on the legacy the impact that it has the money that it brings into the city that people can really get behind um and and see the improvements that they're able to make um that's really the, the strides that formula one needs to take now to, to yeah. win over the local people Oh, yeah, because they are definitely not on board as it stands. I think my concern is just the the gulf between the enjoyment on the ground and the enjoyment of watching the race. And yes, it will be spectacular. But quite frankly, most people watching just want to see a good race. And on that note, let's leave it on a sporting uh, turn. Yep. Who is your race winner and your filling up the podium? Oof. Yeah, this is tricky, eh? Um, I don't know. I, I backed Lewis in, in Brazil and, and Mercedes had a shocker. Um, you know, the noise is coming out at the moment is that they knew what they'd done wrong. Um, I'm going to go with Mercedes. Them? I just... No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> not entirely. Not entirely. I do think that Max has got this um, superiority, you know, in terms of the car and the ability and also driving without any pressure. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's kind of really enjoying things at the moment. So I think it's quite hard to see past him for the win. Um, I do think that there will be a Mercedes on the podium and I do think that uh, McLaren's revival will continue as well. So um, let's go for Max um, P1, I'd say Lando P2 and George P3. I am going to agree with you on Verstappen. It's a high-speed track. We all know they've got the quickest car. It's definitely them. I think Norris for second because they've also performed very well. Don't agree with you on Mercedes. They don't do very well on these types of tracks. Um, so, and I don't believe that they've worked out what's wrong. Um, and I don't believe they do either. So I am going to go for... Um, Ferrari? Alonso. Oh, okay. They do quite well on these tracks as well. Yeah. And um, yeah. he's quite resurgent. Actually, we flew out on the same plane as him and he was very happy when we saw him on the way out. He's very yeah. confident and calm and yeah that's not a bad shout that's he said hello you know he says hello to us as he walks past and he's you mm -hmm. know he's in quite a good place isn't he generally so um yeah. i'm gonna go the lonzo 
Right. And you can find out if our predictions are correct when we do our Las Vegas review next week. And we'll also be looking ahead to the season finale in Abu Dhabi. And of course, if you've got any questions that you would like answered, we will do our level best to do that. Um, it's at Inside the Piranha Club on Instagram. Please drop us a message. Remember, we've got that competition running as well for the Gunter Steiner t-shirt. Um, also check out our social media for that. That's it from us. Everybody have a good race and a great weekend and we'll speak to you next week.